Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. Today's guest is famed comedy writer and defamed Twitter user Graham Linehan. We speak about the stand he's taking on social media against the rapid erosion of women's rights in the UK, which is being affected in the name of trans rights. As I myself have stated before, and as he says in this interview, the critique against radical activism is not criticism against transgender individuals themselves. This is a small distinction that can have powerful outcomes outcomes if misread. For instance, whether or not gender is a social construct, human rights are socially negotiated. And if we can't get to a place where we can have even-keeled, good-faith discussions about these issues, only more chaos will ensue. If you enjoy this content, consider giving it a positive rating on your podcast platform of choice. Follow me on Twitter at Benjamin A. Boyce and Graham at Glenner, or G-L-I-N-N-E-R, and... Here's Graham. For me, it started around summer. Uh, it started before that. There was a kind of um, origin mm. story uh, years before that, which was I did an episode of the IT Crowd, uh, my comedy show, which yeah. featured yeah. Um, one of the main characters uh, falling in love with a, a woman who used to be a man. And mm. uh, my joke in it wasn't very strong. It was simply that the, the it was a, she was the perfect boyfriend or girlfriend because she uh, still had all these kind of male pattern behaviors and mm. and 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 uh, the the character being such a macho guy this was a perfect person for him but it wasn't a great joke in that sense because um, you know it was it was it, it was okay it had a few funny moments but um, but the upshot of it was that I realized that the um, I, I started to get a taste of how extreme and angry the activism was around around mm. the subject. Uh, it immediately just got called transphobic, and, and uh, the ending, which again came from a came from a, a, a cheap place, uh, uh, was um, a fight uh, between the two of them. And uh, I just wanted to recreate a, a, a kind of. Uh, matrix type battle in a sitcom because i didn't think you saw that a lot and i thought it would be fun uh but of course this got interpreted this got portrayed as uh him beating up a trans woman you know oh, okay. so you know it was <clears throat> it was it was problematic for all sorts of reasons and yes. i i definitely accept that and i and i I'd, uh, i wouldn't go mad trying to defend every aspect of that episode Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, I think people should be able to laugh at themselves, and I I think that you know uh, the the scale of the reaction to it was was the first thing that told me something was odd going something odd was going on, and then after that, for years, I would just get constant little uh, things every so often, especially like when I wrote to artists because I'm a big comics fan. But if I wrote to a comics fan, I remember once I wrote to a comics fan. Or a comic artist, and I said, "Oh, I love your, I love your cartoon, or whatever." And 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 they replied, uh, "Sorry, my cartoons are not for transphobes," you know. Okay. And I was like, okay. "Oh, okay." Uh, and and so and so this kind of trickled through for a while, and 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 because it was happening, I kind of thought, 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to look into this. I'm going to I'm going to see, you know, what what there is to all this. I'm going to investigate a little bit. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized was the bar for being a bigot, according to these people, was very, very low. Hmm. You didn't have to do anything to to be considered a bigot, you know, um, uh, and the things that were being considered bigotry were it was very worrying. You know, there were things like discussing women's rights, insisting that um, I- inclusive language uh, uh, be used, which was actually shouldering women out of certain discussions. Hmm. Um insulting phrases like you know uh my favorite was amnesty ireland who i worked with uh on the abortion campaign um uh you know very closely and then when when they passed abortion uh amnesty tweeted a huge victory for pregnant people you know so um i found all this very worrying because as far as i'm concerned there you, you cannot argue that the most vulnerable group in the world historically and globally is women you know they are um they get the shit end of the stick wherever you are in the world there was a great quote i read recently um someone said uh, men agreed to be ruled by other men as long as all men ruled all women you know and that aspect of the uh the patriarchy is something that i saw this argument actually inflating and and it, and I saw the, the the tendrils of the patriarchy coming into this world and 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 wreaking a little bit of havoc, you know. Uh, so yeah, so I just I just I, I and and then after and then around um, summer I was recovering from an operation and I didn't have any work on, so I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this with both feet. I'm gonna really start talking about it and I'm not gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was literally uh, recovering from my operation, and and uh, you know I think I was on morphine, so there was a sense that there was a sense that uh, the pain I didn't I wasn't quite feeling the pain of some of the reactions coming in okay. when I initially started tweeting it, you know. So that kind of emboldened me further, and and uh, and then I got a message from Parker Malloy of Media Matters, who who basically just was one of the first of many who started saying, shut up, stop talking about this. You can't talk about this. You're not allowed, you know? And I was like, by this stage, I was getting very uncomfortable because the, the morphine was wearing off. So I, I, I said, look, I, I'll talk about this at a different time or something. I, I don't really want to talk about it now because I'm recovering from an operation. But yeah, lots to talk about, whatever, you know. But no, kept pounding out the same thing. Shut up, shut up, shut up. So finally, I, told, like, I said, fuck off. You know, I'm, I'm literally told you that I'm, I'm recovering from an operation. And, and then I kind of got out of that. And I looked at my replies. And one of them said, because uh, I'd been tweeting about my cancer. And one of them said, I wish the cancer had won. And I kind of thought, maybe I should turn off replies. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't be reading this in the week mm. after the operation. So I did, a, I did what I think is probably the most fate, fateful thing of this whole story for me which was I turned off replies for people who weren't following me, you know? Okay. So now I don't see any of the pushback against what I'm saying, uh, ex- yeah. unless it's from someone who's following me. So when people would come to me and go, oh, you got a, you're getting a really hard time on, on Twitter, I just think, I just say, well, no, I don't, I don't see it. So it's fine, you know? Mm. Um, uh, occasionally a couple of things bubble up that are, 
defamatory or whatever and I, I ask people to take things down when they're, when they're not true and so on but generally I don't see the worst stuff and it was yeah. that decision that because they couldn't shame me and they couldn't they couldn't insult me and they couldn't do you know what I mean they, they, they couldn't do all the things they do to everyone else to get them to mm-hmm. shut up um, so I didn't shut up and uh, yeah so that's 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 where I am now really <laughs> without that feedback uh, how do you know whether or not you're making the right formulation like how, how do you know how to sculpt your message in order to to make it um, as pointed and and poignant and effective as possible I don't know there's something about the there's something about people following you that kind of uh, it just assumes okay. that when whenever you do get um, a negative thing back at you it will be by someone who has cared enough at least to engage with you to that extent that they follow you the people who don't follow me who are seeing a tweet out of context or whatever whatever it happens to be or it's come uh, it's come third or fourth or fifth hand from someone like Parker Malloy who t- someone told me got in touch and they said Parker Malloy is going around our building showing your DMs to people and asking them to stop following you you know mm. but those kinds of people I don't really need them <laughs> you know like, I don't need their comments um, because uh, they're not engaging with the whole argument and if you okay. if, if you do follow me on Twitter you'll see that I've always been consistent um and i've said the same simple things you know it's not about trans people it's about trans activism i don't misgender people deliberately unless i genuinely believe they're not trans but are just the huge amount of chancers that are Mm. kind of glomming onto the trans movement you know um Mm. uh vexatious litigants you know of both you and I know, and if we mention their names, we'll be sued or taken off Twitter. Uh, um, pedophiles, you know, who are trying to get close to to children, and uh, as anyone in social services will tell you, they will do anything to to get into that. So if if there is something like if something like self ID is introduced, of course they will try to take advantage of that because they try to take advantage of everything. You know, Um, and basic misogynists, you know, people who just think this is a fantastic chance not only to to shit on women, but to do so while being lauded by progressives, you know, Mm. and 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 it's those three groups. And there are examples of them out there. Um, And you you, as I say, if you name them, you get sued. Um, But they are, for me, uh, in danger of destroying a lot of things that. Uh, the LGBT movement can justifiably be very proud of. Yeah, yeah, and and also the women's rights movement too. Yeah, to a certain yeah. Extent. Well, you know, the women's rights movement. I mean, they don't care about that, but they they should. They would hopefully care, progressives would hopefully care about the LGBT movement being being destroyed. The women's rights movement. It's just extraordinary. I saw your interview with Kathleen, and as she says, the lack of imagination amongst people that they can better imagine. Um, what what a trans person might be going through than what a woman might go through you know it's a very it's a very fair point and i have seen this um play out the whole idea that cis women are are somehow these great inheritors of privilege you know that puts them below uh anyone who says who says they're trans on the on the totem pole of suffering is bullshit because as i say historically and globally women are the ones who suffer most in this world, you know? <laughs> anyway, so sorry. This, I'm no, please do. But this form of communication, is this the first time that you've really 
basically dived into this like sort of activism or, or approaching a topic this way because you, you got your you made your your name through comedy and through drama and this is a totally different form of communication is it do you do you see yourself uh, being as effective with this than you have been with comedy um well, I mean, as far as this, I think the most important things I've done on Twitter were the abortion fight in Ireland and uh, and this, you know. And I would actually argue that this is almost, you know, more important in ways because because this will affect women all over the world for years, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it's a bad it's a bad way it's it, it's bad in so many ways. I mean, you know, Twitter is policing. Uh, is policing women now to and, and feminists now to such an extent and feminist allies to such an extent that it's really hard to get um, to get the point across, you know. And you couple that with Twitter's terrible, broken reply system where people think they're being talked to when they're not, and and and, and mm. you know, and the terseness of Twitter exchanges, the fact that people come on board in a combative way, uh, it all adds up to it being a, a bad medium. For all this, but in other ways, I don't know. I've I've made so many lovely friends. People used to say to me, "Do you know any trans people?" And and the answer used to be, uh, kind of no. And now you know, there's there's at least I don't know, you know, twelve trans friends I can count. You know, yeah. Kinesis, who you know, and 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 uh, 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 Christina Harrison and Debbie Hayton. I mean, some of these people I haven't met. Uh, but some I have, and, and you know, it, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. Yeah. I mean, in, in many ways, it's been, I, I've just met, so, the, and I'm really, the people I've met through this, I really value them because they're genuinely brave people. You know, I always think of, uh, I always think of um, uh, 12 Angry Men. You know, there's a line at the start of 12 Angry Men where the old guy, who's the first to, guy to come around to Henry Fonda's argument, he says, it's not easy to, to stand up against a group of people who all think you're wrong. It's not it's not easy to do that. And that's what all these people are like. You know, they 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 refuse to just go along with uh, the dogma and and whatever the ideology tells them uh, to think. And they think for themselves and they suffer for doing so. I know three I know three people who've been visited by the police, you know. Uh, some, some, yeah, there's a piece I'll, I'll share with you uh, about this uh, uh, that Katie Herzog wrote in The, um, in the Stranger. Um, uh, but, but, you know, it, 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 takes, it, take, it takes its toll, but it's, but it's, but, oh, but and no, sorry, that wasn't my argument. My argument was, um, uh, uh, yeah, all these people, they, they do this despite that, you know, despite that. Um, uh, uh, the pushback uh, that they're getting, that, yeah, that, and the harassment yeah. that they get, yeah. And, and I really, I really admire them. And I want to, yeah. and I, I just feel like I've made some amazing friends from it. So, so Twitter yeah. is kind of working the way it used to work for me, and that it's, it's connecting, connecting me with, with great people. Yeah. yeah. Do you see that there will be in the next month or year like a a, a change? Do you think we're we're headed towards a change, or or do you think that the trans rights activists have so much momentum that they'll be able to shape society in their image um, with uh, 
I, without I, us being able to stop them. I don't know. There, were, there have been times where I've thought that this was so monolithic uh, that I that it's actually been a, felt a little bit scared. You know, it, it feels like like uh, you know when when you see women being silenced to such an extent. When you see someone like, uh, let's call him Baltimore, that's what I'm calling him at the moment. But when you see Baltimore being able to sue women for not waxing his genitalia and getting away with it, that's when you start to get a little bit frightened. Because it's like, when are people going to start talking about this? When are they going to start um, fighting back against this? And, and, and then you see someone who, who, you would, who should know better. Uh, a good example over here is a Scottish... Um, a Scottish uh, politician, I can't remember her name, she's very young, and she said something like, um, if you're concerned with genitals at, at, your, at your swimming baths or, or, your, or wherever it happens to be, then you are part of the problem, you know? Yeah. I think it was Mary Black, I want to say. Maybe that's wrong, but anyway. And she made the speech saying that these women were part of the problem, you know? A lot of these women are vulnerable. Some women don't can't be in a room with male-bodied people. Some of them are rape survivors or abuse survivors. You know, some of them are in prison, and they're in pr- and, and women who are in prison are more likely to have been the victims of male uh, violence. You know, so f- for her to say uh, you're part of the problem to the, to these women, it's like it's like she uh, up until that point, I thought she was great. I thought mm. she was so impressive, such a mm. such such a firebrand, you know. And then I saw that, and I thought. Oh, she's not. She's just another one of these unthinking, you know, automatons. You know. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's so it sometimes gets scary, and I, 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 it, it's still going to take a lot of work. But I think there's a few high-profile cases happening at the moment that are going yeah. to implode. Okay, so there, there's the 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 radical trans rights activism that is has a lot of power, a lot of influence. It's it's acting in authoritarian ways. It's it's shutting down criticism. I mean, I see it online a lot, especially on Twitter. Like, there's this whole slate of rhetorical devices that they have to uh, diminish any sort of person that goes against them, and then they'll block you or they'll have you muted or whatever. Um, there's that. And there's dealing with that. And then what I've been trying to showcase is that there, there are actual trans people who are much more than just their, their transness, right? They're, they're much more than just that category. And they have a, a, a wide uh, variety of views on that. And they, th- this is a, a category that, that society needs to figure out what to do with because physically our buildings have uh we have different bathrooms for the sexes and and the the things that the trans rights activists are using to exert their power are there there's real issues there and it's and so beyond dealing with the radical aspects of this what do you think needs to happen for society in order to go forward with with figuring out and i don't mean this in a bad sense but figuring out how to deal with with this group and deal with them in, in the right way um to their benefit yeah i, I know what you're saying i, I well you know th- there's there's a first of all well there's a couple of principles that have been uh that have been uh taken as a baseline to this argument and they need to be um uh if not if not if not rejected then at least there needs to be an understanding of 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 why they might be flawed one is um taking the courtesy of trans women or women as a literal truth you know that is not going to let the argument proceed any further because there are a lot of women 
who will never accept that, and neither should they be forced to. Okay, um, it's a it's a courtesy and it's a valuable one, and it's one that I think could be returned to even by some of these women, you know, who are currently very angry. Uh, uh, if if this kind of demanding entitlement kind of goes down a little bit, you know? So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is no is the no debate idea. You know, you see that, you, that's another bedrock of all this. Yeah. There is yeah. no debate. And whenever whenever they talk about the debate, the, the debate is framed as, you are debating my right to exist. Yes. No one is debating that. No one is debating that. Women are debating whether some of the things that are being advanced in the name of trans ideology are taking away resources from them. Mm. And they obviously are. You know, Rachel McKinnon, the cyclist, she has taken away net medals and places in races from women. Mm. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, even something like gender-neutral bathrooms. You know, it's very rarely men who suffer because of these these mm -hmm. things. You know, this. You know, you, you've you've gone to the loo at a public event. You've seen the line outside the ladies that extends down the fucking road, while the men are just sa sauntering in and out. You know, <laughs> yeah. of the men's. And you're saying you're going to take away more places from them from yeah. the woman's side. You know, uh, yeah. Pippa, you know, best example. I, 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 the best example of all this is Pippa Bunce. Uh, Pippa Bunce is a, is a UK um, uh, and is considered trans, but Pippa Bunce is, is not trans. Pippa Bunce is a crossdresser. Uh, half, half, half of the week, uh, Pippa Bunce identifies as a man. The other half, they identify as a woman. You know, yeah. and as someone pointed out, you can bet they're getting a male salary. You know. So basically, everyone in in that person's place of employ, employ has to go along with this two or three days out of every week, you know, and they got a place on a 100 women in business list, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, again, a place that should have been taken by a woman, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, there's just there are limited resources in the world and uh, mm. women have to. There's all these things in place to make sure that women get half, which is which is which they're which they're entitled to because they're half the population, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those and those things are being chipped away at. Certain things, all women shortlists, sports, um, yeah. uh, private spaces. These are all being chipped away yeah. at, you know. And you know, it, there's just got to be a little bit of an admission that yes okay maybe that has been happening okay. and if that yeah. kind of happens i really think it, the conversation can move on to a good place yeah. okay so it, you can't you're open to a negotiation or like you wouldn't be so up in arms if there was a negotiation that was held in good faith um, yeah and i would back out of it completely i would back out of it completely if we're if women were allowed to talk about it you know, mm. I don't want to be doing this. In fact, I think in many ways I'm a bad person to do this because I've got I've got a temper and I'm a sour comedy writer, you know. <laughs> and and so when people are rude to me, I just give them both barrels, you know. And people are are, are, huh. are often rude to me about this about this conversation. They, most people open up the conversation by accusing me of being a bigot. 
There's one journalist over here, Owen Jones, who's kind of freely called me. He called me a virulent transphobe, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 you say, oh well, no, but what about all these trans people whose voices I'm amplifying? Doesn't matter. So somehow they don't really count, you know, mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. don't agree with the mainstream bullshit, woman erasing fucking ideology that is <laughs> that is currently uh, taking everything over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you see is this the end of comedy for you? Can you can you bring comedy? Can comedy do anything any work here? Or is uh, is the conversation gone so far that that comedy is off the table because of the way that yeah, that people no, come I, down against. Well, that's a great question. I mean, one thing I said in my in my uh interview with Derek Jensen is is there's a there's this uh uh pedophile who 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 uh claimed to be a woman. Um and, you know, I highlighted that story and everyone said, oh, you're saying all oh, trans people are paedophiles. No, I wasn't. Here's the reason I highlighted that story. Jacinta Brooks, who was the person in question, uh, as I often describe them, looks like Bill Sykes from Oliver. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a thuggish guy, you know, and he's called himself Jacinta Brooks. There's no no evidence of any form of transitioning beyond the name change. And all through this article in the Metro newspaper, he was referred to as a she, you know, and this is a paedophile, you know, who who who, you know, was was trying to attract a little girl by pretending to be a little boy. Right. And all through this piece in a in a in a in a respected newspaper, he's called a she. Now, that's outrageous. That's an insult to women. And it's an insult to trans people, you know. Mm-hmm. But because the current ideology is what it is and, and, and the press's guidelines are what they are, this insult is repeated all through this piece, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so uh, uh, so anyway, as far as your question goes, the it's very hard to do a comedy to do comedy in a world where a fundamental kind of bedrock of reality is has been uh, shattered or they're attempting to shatter it you know like like um you see a man who's obviously a man and a physically intimidating man a man who is a, a predator mm. and an abuser and a pedophile and and a rapist like karen white you see this man and and you're told no it's not a man that's a woman you know whatever whatever impact that has upon mm. crime statistics uh, upon the way women are judged and treated in society doesn't matter that's a woman now i can't accept it i just can't accept it because because that world is a world in which day is night and two plus two equals five and mm-hmm. and it's impossible to do comedy unless you're starting from a basis of reality you really? know so, so so yeah so re, uh, comedy, in, in one respect, comedy is a way of, of uh, working against reality. You need something strong and stable to work against or work within. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need, a, you need a, the, the background of comedy. An expectation. Is, is, yeah, the background of comedy is a kind, there's a black background against which the, the black background of reality against which the white of comedy can stand out, if that makes sense. Huh. Okay, yeah. You know? and, and, and if that, if that, if that, um, uh, hmm. a, a black background starts to turn white, <laughs> then hmm, yeah. you see the comedy. <laughs> huh. I know that's a, bit of a, that's a bit of a strangled metaphor, but that's kind yeah. of what it's like, you know. Yeah, and um, so what if if you don't if you can't use comedy, what are you left with? Just anger? Uh, I mean, like, like yeah, what, yeah, you, what well, emotions you've seen, can you? You've seen my Twitter feed. 
You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to be funny when you're angry. You know, and I'm really angry at the moment. I've been called a, I've been called a bigot. My wife has been uh, doxxed by by. Mm. by mm-hmm. I've I've had visit a visit from the police uh, and a oh, call. Really? A phone call from the police. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these things have happened because I've refused to shut up. And yeah. and and I and when people have said, I've said, oh no, there's no no one does what you're saying they do. And then I point out people who are doing it. That's when I get in trouble. That's when I get a visit from the police or or whatever huh. happens. Because it's, it's targeted harassment or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's 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 two individuals in the UK who are using the police as their own private goon squad. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and they are making absolute fools of police around the country you know yeah. there's there's i i know one woman uh there's a guy adrian harp he's a he's he's a guy over here and one woman well he accused of homophobia got a visit from the police while she was having tea with her lesbian daughter you know uh-huh. um uh, uh and <laughs> you know a lot of the other people who have been sued by uh uh the kind of people who are suing me are trans you know so you know, one of my friends in Norwich, Melissa, who is oh, okay. a trans, who is a trans woman, she's 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 being sued by the same person. You know, so so, so there's something in the law that's being exploited here because I know there, I've seen stories yeah. about like like uh, for whatever reason, uh, British police are spending resources policing people's internet uh, communications and 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 making yeah. statements to that extent. And and there's certain uh, kind of hate speech laws that are now in effect and, and are being uh, employed. Do you think that there's a fundamental flaw in the law that it's allowing it to be abused? No, because, because, because as, I, I, as I've often pointed out, I didn't get arrested. So something's working. Something's working okay. I didn't get arrested. Okay. I didn't even get my, my warning that I got by the phone call. We, my lawyers looked into it, and I, it wasn't an official warning, you know? Just mm. it's basically the police come in. Someone comes in and rants at them, and they think, well, to stop this person ranting at them, I can make a phone call, and that'll be okay. it, you know? Yeah. But, huh. but because I had just gotten over my uh, operation and I had a bit of time to really devote myself to this, I just thought, no, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not taking it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I've written a letter to the police saying, you tell me what objective um, uh, criteria were used uh, before the visit uh, was announced. Can you tell me how that all happened and stuff? And I'm not letting go of it until I get an answer, you know? Because yeah. it was, because a visit from the police, even though it turned out to be nothing, is 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 you know it's it's stressful, you know. Yeah, still worrisome. So, so so as for the hate speech laws, I don't know. There are there are some people who um, were comparing me to to a uh, thing. I I I mean you know there's a guy over here. I don't know if you remember the Nazi cult story. He's a guy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dankula. Yeah, Count Dankula. Yeah, and he's one of these fucking Pepe people guys, you know, and, and, and everyone's acting like he's a free speech hero. He's just a hack, you know, and, and, and I just laughed at it because I thought I thought it was funny that his joke was so bad. It, it got a visit from the police, you know, I yeah, thought yeah. that's a sign that you maybe shouldn't be in comedy, you know, <laughs> when mm. your material is is so bad, someone makes a phone call then you know maybe you should consider another line of work you know but i didn't say he should have been arrested or anything like that i never yeah. said that but don't I you just, see that that could be turned against you like to affect like like wrong think kind of oh it has, it has been it absolutely has been but at the same time you know there's a reason why uh hmm. you're not allowed to walk around shouting you know uh uh hang the jews or whatever it happens to be you know mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. this guy just found out a 
a way of saying gas to Jews a lot of times, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a reason why it might be a good idea that people don't say things like that, you know? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, couldn't the same argument be made uh, to stop people from saying that women, trans women are not women or trans yeah. women are men? I mean, yeah, like, if you just, if you amp it, if you, if you don't, I, I mean, I don't know, like, that that's the free speech absolutism says we're not going to police speech because once we start with one thing, people in power can twist that into enforcing uh, two plus two equals five. Like, that's the natural outcome of that. But you, you think yeah, that there's some I, wiggle room or difference? I, I, well, I just think, I mean, I think you just look at the way reality has been bent by hmm. by Trump and by by hmm. people exercising their uh, you know it's not so much a free speech but a free speech issue as uh, uh, money 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 incentive uh, kind of capitalism incentivizing uh, uh, speech that's dangerous you know like hmm. like for instance the, the the free speech grift as far as I can see is uh, say a bunch of terrible things get sued or or get in trouble and then you open up your gofundme you know about uh you know legal hmm. fees or whatever it happens to be um hmm. uh, can't thank you for instance uh got something like over a hundred thousand pounds uh yeah. to fight an appeal which i haven't heard anything of since you know so you know um it, it's hmm. really it's really the monetizing of i think i think america has a free speech problem the same way that you could possibly say that we have a free speech problem, except America's one is different, you know, and mm -hmm. the result are things like Infowars and a president who 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 simply who simply lies all the time and, and it doesn't seem to harm him. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, it is a difficult one and it's a, it's a, it's yeah. an interesting, one. it might be a different conversation possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. I just, I, it just seems like it might overlap at some point with, with the speech that you are trying to voice. Like yeah. if, if people are allowed to, to say that words are, are damaging, then why, which words are damaging and, and aren't. If if enough people claim that your words are damaging them and erasing their existence, then you don't have any, a hill to stand on, let alone die on. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it though is is where does the you know where does the where does the uh, where do these dictates come from? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 in in this case, the dictates seem to come from uh, a number of different sources. Um, they seem to be made up as they go along. Some of them. Um, uh, they're, 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 I, I genuinely believe that that some of the language of gender, of, of queer theory and gender ideology, is deliberately obtuse, or not obtuse. What's the word? Obscure or yeah, uh, obscure. obfuscated, yeah. so that people can never really catch up with what they're supposed to say and what they're supposed mm -hmm. to do. So mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. a slightly different. I, I think that's a slightly mm -hmm. different position to. To saying to people, okay, don't say don't say gas to Jews on your YouTube channel. All right, <laughs> you know, I think, I think that's slightly different, hmm. you know. So, but what I, do you... I know, know where you're coming from, and, and I, I, you know, free speech is one of those things. I just see it being hmm. manipulated by certain yeah. bad actors, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things that we always have to be aware of, like that bad actors will be manipulating everything and designing a system that. 
that keeps bad actors out is not possible. So we kind of have to be constantly vigilant. Um, and and it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to really tell if somebody's coming from a bad place when all you see are little, little tiny snippets of them or even just videos of them um, and yeah, you don't have a, like a long uh, relationship with them. What do you think yeah. about going forward? Um, do you, have you been making connections? Do you, do you think that there's a, a coalition forming um, that you're Sorry, a part of? I just got to check the time. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Uh, you, we have like my, five. My, my phone's just, just died. I thought I was charging it. Hold on a sec. Oh, shit. I don't know what that means. Um, sorry. Uh, can you ask that again, Benjamin? I'm so sorry. Yeah, we have, we have about five minutes, and then uh, you can do your we social have, thing. We have ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just wondering, um, what, what are you thinking about... I don't about... mind picking this up at a different time as well, so don't... Okay. You know, if, you, if you want to do that, then I'm happy to. Okay. Um, but my, my question is, uh, what do you think going forward? Um, is there a coalition forming? Do you think that... Um, that things are headed in the right direction or about to be or uh, in the UK. Yeah. It looked, it looked to me like Megan Murphy got a really good turnout at her recent, uh, her recent event in Canada. Um, uh, I, I do notice that a lot of women are standing up and are, are feeling braver about it. And, mm. and, you know, that's all very inspiring. Um, uh, and and I don't know, but there's things that that do depress me. You know, like there's there's people who still don't see it. They just don't see it, and they mm. see it as being uh, a form of bigotry. Um, uh, no matter how many times you say no, it's certain aspects of the ideology, or it's certain aspects of the activism, it's certain aspects of this or that. They, they don't, they, they just don't see it. It's like everyone, there's a certain kind of strata of, of, of you know, genuinely decent people who, who seem to have a kind of flip switch that as soon as it comes up, they, they feel they, they get into this kind of mode where everything makes them uncomfortable. I saw this guy getting into a conversation with a group of women recently, and they were very politely saying, well, no, because this, because that, and they were trying to uh, trying to put their point of view across. And he said about a thousand times in this thread that I saw, he said, he said I'm going to stop talking about this now. <laughs> he tried to get out of it because, <laughs> because he was so uncomfortable. And, and I just think that a lot of people don't, don't, uh, uh, a lot of people don't like to approach it because the cognitive dissonance is is very very painful. You know, yeah. they they want to do the right thing, they want to support trans people, but certain trans activists are telling them that any form of debate is bigotry. You know, any form of of, of women fighting for their rights is bigotry. Um, uh, uh, the definition of of woman, adult human female, is somehow bigoted. You know, yeah. you know that that I I think that. Oh, I can't again. I can't remember how I began the sentence, but 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 I I do I do get um, uh, hopeful about. Um, oh yeah, no no no. I know. I was telling you about the um, about the guy. Uh, so yeah. So you know, he he his discomfort was such that every argument he 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 saw, he he had to say, "I'm backing out. I can't deal with this." You know. Yeah. But fair play to him. He stayed. He stayed in the conversation. You know. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way to, how do you, how do we uh, break cognitive dissonance? Like you by just keep on throwing right stones? By always being, uh, by doing the right thing. But but if you're a, fe if you say you're a feminist, you support women, you know? And, and if you see that they're, they're getting a, the rough, uh, getting a rough time of it, you, you, uh, 
you do something about it. It's it's very easy. You just have to be consistent. You know, I mean, I mean, I have, I have, <laughs> I, I have very little cognitive dissonance on this. I got a little bit today when I was speaking to a, a, a trans woman who I used to know from years back uh, uh, called uh, Kat, and uh, uh, and we sp- and she spoke a little bit about how happy she was that she didn't go, or, or how how she wished. She had delayed puberty and all this sort of stuff. And, and I got a little bit of insight into uh, the nature of the problem for uh, uh, trans people on an issue. Yeah, on an issue that I'm very, very, I'm very, very invested in, which is which is this idea of early intervention, uh, early affirmation, uh, uh, giving kids uh, uh, blockers to to uh, delay puberty and stuff like that. That is is stuff that I, I will continue to fight against uh, for the for the wider group of people obviously there are individuals within the group who who that might well be the very thing for them but in the mean until the studies are in that says how many of these people are actually trans and how many people might just be going through a stage and how many people are just unhappy kids and how many are autistic apparently there's a huge number of autistic um kids who who are self-diagnosing as trans um uh once those kind of studies are in then we can actually have a conversation about it. But until then, we cannot let people like Mermaids over here, which is which is a charity that Kathleen told you about, um, yeah. uh, base their decisions on ideology. You know, yeah. we need to get we need to get scientists, academics. We need to get people talking about this. You know, yeah. and and that's not going to happen until some of the uh, violence directed towards women is uh, eradicated. Okay. All right. And so that's that's the. That's the next step, then, to to stand up until the facts are in, until yes, like... I, yeah, and stand up until women can speak, you yeah. know, and yeah. and and at that stage, when I feel, when I feel that 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 women can speak about it and that there's a real conversation going on, um, then I'll mm. I'll back. I'll, I'm hoping I can back away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>